Hey Rookie Big Board listeners, I'm excited to let you know that the 2022 Rookie Guide Volume 2 is now available at patreon.com slash the FF Educator. 130 pages of rookie insight, analysis, draft strategy, and more. You can get that in addition to my full Rookie Big Board rankings and access to the patron discord at patreon.com slash the FF Educator. Now, let's get to this episode. This is episode 105 of the Rookie Big Board Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, and we are breaking down our UDFAs, our undrafted free agents. Listen, I know some folks might think this is digging too deep, but listen, first and foremost, this is what we do on the Rookie Big Board, all right? We've been tracking these prospects through the entire process. We're at least going to drop some comments and have a conversation about it. But on top of that, we've seen UDFAs hit for fantasy football have fantasy football value so I'm excited to jump into each and every one of these I gotta just tell you I think this is day seven in a row of the rookie big board dropping the way this podcast has always worked is when there's content content drops when there's not content it doesn't drop so sometimes we go two weeks in between podcast episodes and sometimes we go seven days straight I've seen the listen skyrocket folks are absolutely tuning in so I just want to say first and foremost I absolutely appreciate each and every one of you if you want to get in on the rookie discussion year-round, start prepping for the 2023 class and really work through in detail these rookies, especially the projections. I have updated projections out there now, rookie rankings, of course, the Discord channel. I gotta encourage you to head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator. You can get in on the action for just $3 a month, probably less than the cup of coffee that you just bought this morning. I gotta tell you, I probably just bought a Dunkin' Donuts medium, really into the butter pecan right now. It costs about $3.33 by me, so I gotta tell you, less than that. Let's start here with Carson Strong to the Eagles. Listen, Carson Strong, in terms of talent, could have been a first-round quarterback. I still had him projected to be a late day two selection, even with the medical note. I Turns out, I've said this whole process, the NFL is going to tell us what his medicals are, and the NFL must be legitimately concerned with that, what is most likely now considered to be a degenerative knee condition. He lands with the Eagles here, he's got the tools, so, you know, in deep leagues, he's worthwhile to put on your taxi squad, but it's kind of an odd fit with with Hurts at the helm of that offense right now. I don't, I'm not getting excited about Carson Strong. I think practice squad is probably best case scenario. De'Aaron King goes to the Patriots. Jared King, the the dynamic quarterback from Miami. This will be an interesting thing. I do believe he was listed as a quarterback slash wide receiver, at least on the uh, UDFA tracker that I was using. So I'm not sure if that's an NFL a note or not. 
And I only mention that to say De'Ara King has been adamant through this entire draft process that he wants to play quarterback in the NFL, which is absolutely fantastic. That's a choice that he should make that's best for his future. Uh, but I wonder uh, if he is going to be interested in now playing in a more creative role after going as a UDFA. He's a really explosive, dynamic athlete. And he's got good arm talent as well. Jack Cohn goes to the Colts. That's, I think this is actually a really good fit. I, you know, Jack Cohn, limited ceiling. I don't think that he he's a special player necessarily, but he's a good player. Uh, he knows how to command an offense, and I think he can hold a clipboard in the NFL, and I don't mean that in a bad way. There's lots of good quarterbacks that make a great living in the NFL holding a clipboard and who at some point in time can become fantasy relevant, right? If guys go down in front of them, you put Jack Cohn behind a good offensive line like Indianapolis has, and he could step in and manage the game. I truly believe that early on in his career. Khalil Pimpleton to the Lions. It's a loaded depth chart. It's probably a special teams move. I really like Mateo Durant to the Steelers. Mateo Durant was a CFF dream, uh, a consistent running back threat out of Duke. He put up big numbers. He was explosive downfield acceleration. He runs hard in between the tackles, can accelerate well. I think he can make the practice squad. How about Reggie Roberson to the Tennessee Titans? Reggie Roberson is one to watch closely. Roberson, I thought, could have been a day three selection. If he had come out early, which would have been two years ago, I think he would have been eligible to come out early. He probably would have been a lock third round, or, or sorry, day three selection. I think he can contribute to special teams. Uh, the injuries are really what's held Reggie Roberson back, but the Tennessee wide receiver depth chart, as always, is pretty open, so I think Roberson easily can make the practice squad, and I think he's even got a shot of making the 53-man. Jalen Warren to the Steelers. I just mentioned I like Mateo Durant to the Steelers, but I hope Jalen Warren makes the squad as well. He can be an absolute force when running inside. Jalen Warren, a Utah State transfer, uh, came to Oklahoma State and played really, really well. He will have to compete to make the practice squad for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I do think he can do it. The Seattle Seahawks add two quarterbacks, both from the group of five, Caleb Ellaby and Levi Lewis. I was surprised that Ellaby went undrafted. A lot of folks I know that have their ear to the ground, whose opinion I trust, felt Caleb Ellaby was a, uh, a day three selection. He was at the combine. Uh, so I think Caleb Ellaby is going to compete uh, at a higher level than Levi Lewis. But I know folks are high on Levi Lewis. Certainly so, uh, but both of these guys have a chance in what I would not consider to be a secure QB room, right? I mean, Drew Locke is QB1 now, and I like Drew Locke, but that is not a locked and uh, loaded, no pun intended. That's not a, a, a stable depth chart, let's say. How about this one? I like Charleston Rambo a lot, and he goes to the Panthers. He can stretch the field well. He's got sticky hands and good vertical ability. I think he's making the 53-man, if not the practice squad. How about Zonovan Bam Knight to the Jets? Listen, I gotta be honest, this one stung a little bit. I knew Bam Knight was gonna fall. I still thought he would get drafted, so he fell further than I expected. I think he's gonna make the roster for special teams, and I think he can hang around for some leftover running back touches. Certainly not fantasy relevant right away, but you never know. That's why we have taxis squads, right? Stash these guys. And certainly somebody that you're going to want to stash here, Saquandre White to Miami. He lands with the Dolphins, who have a long-term need at the running back position, and he's a quarterback that needs time to develop. He's raw, but he's super explosive. He's got amazing athleticism for his size, and he's got pass-catching ability. This is your ideal practice squad player in an ideal position that's going to become more appealing over the next couple of years. Saquandre White should be on your taxi squad. 
How about Mike Harley to Cleveland? Mike Harley, really underrated production within the Miami offense. Another field stretcher, big play guy. I really like Mike Harley. He's got solid hands. He goes to the Browns. There's opportunity there. Devontae Price goes to the Colts. This one makes a lot of sense. You look at their depth chart, past Jonathan Taylor, things start to get pretty thin. Devontae Price is a big back. He can run straight forward, and I mean straight forward. I struggled with Price's vision, and I think that's why the NFL didn't draft him. However, you put him behind that type of offensive line, they're going to make big enough holes where the vision becomes less of an issue. Potentially my favorite landing spot, for any running back and potentially any UDFA is Abram Smith to the Saints. He might be, like I said, the best UDFA signing. I think he really complements Kamara's skill set. He can be that power back that rotates with Kamara off. We still don't know about Kamara and if he's going to face any suspension for those off-field issues uh, earlier in the offseason. So there could be an opportunity for Abram Smith to contribute fairly quickly for New Orleans. Kevin Austin to the Jaguars. I like Kevin Austin a ton. Another guy that I was really surprised when undrafted because not only did he have good tape, but he had good athletic testing. He plays well along the boundary, good acceleration, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him catching deep balls from Trevor Lawrence sooner rather than later. Isaiah Weston to the Browns. A lot of folks I know were very excited about Isaiah Weston uh, leading up to the draft. He ends up going undrafted, but he was a productive college wideout, and he has a fantastic uh, yards per reception. So, you know, it's interesting with the Browns. They add Isaiah Weston. Uh, they added uh, Mike Harley. You have Donovan Peoples-Jones there. You start to see that they're wanting to take a shot on these guys that might complement or match Deshaun Watson's arm strength. Tayon Fleet Davis to the Chiefs. He's a quietly solid back. He works well in between the tackles. I think he might be hard-pressed to make this taxi squad, though. This is a pretty uh, competitive dip chart. Uh, even though there's not necessarily somebody at the top of the depth chart, there's a lot of guys in the middle of it. Ricky Person Jr. goes to the Baltimore Ravens. This fit checks out. Person Jr. is a power back. Uh, he could end up making the roster. I think he's a pretty good practice squad candidate for the Ravens. B.J. Baylor goes to the Packers. B.J. Baylor, a powerful, productive back from Oregon State. I'm going to project him to the taxi or to the practice squad. Uh, probably not projecting him to your taxi squad. Dontario Drummond goes to the Cowboys. This one feels like a steal. We're talking about a versatile wide receiver with nice hands. I think he can make the 53-man roster absolutely. Deshaun Corbin to the Giants. I got to tell you, I'm super bummed that he wasn't drafted, but I'm super hyped that he goes to the Giants. He's an explosive back. He should make the 53-man roster. There's not a lot of competition behind Saquon Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will be moving on from the Giants more likely than not next season. Tay Martin to the 49ers. I feel like Tay Martin has been with Oklahoma State forever. I had to double check to make sure that this was the same Tay Martin I was thinking about and not just randomly, coincidentally, another Tay Martin that was also at Oklahoma State. That's how long he's been there. I actually checked that. But he's a productive college player. He plays well along the boundary. I'm not really sure the 49ers need him. I don't know if he makes the team. One of my favorite landing spots, I know I've said that a couple times already, but big shout out here, Jareth Stearns to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jareth Stearns is a baller. He's a player. He is a scrapper. He is a good wide receiver. He's short-handed. He's tenacious. He goes up and gets balls despite being undersized. If Jared Stern wasn't undersized, he would be a highly hyped player in this draft class. He fits this air raid offense, right? 
Tampa Bay is probably one of the three teams that could be most closely compared to what the NFL can do compared to what college can do in Jarrett Stearns' Western Kentucky offense. I don't think I said that very eloquently, but I think you you get my point here. It's a good scheme fit. I think he at least makes the practice squad. I could see him making the 53-man. I really could. Amika Emzi to the Ravens. This is really interesting. You know, despite the Ravens not, or despite the Ravens trading away Hollywood Brown and having 11 selections, they did not take a wide receiver. They didn't draft one, but they do add Amika Emzi, who I think is a really good possession wide receiver, and I think he's somebody who can be a good NFL wide receiver. I think he can make the 53-man for the Ravens. He probably will start off at the practice squad at the beginning of the year and be a guy that gets promoted as injuries occur, but this is another good young wide receiver. It's probably not going to matter for fantasy. He may only see 40 to 45 targets a season when he is called up, but still somebody I'm excited about. Jalen Wademeyer goes to the Bills. My goodness, what a Debbie free fall, right? Jalen Wademeyer. Uh, we kind of expected him to fall in the draft. Undrafted was an option, but it comes to fruition here. I don't think there's really much room for another tight end in Buffalo, but we've seen how these athletic guys develop. C.J. Verdell also goes to the Colts. Another guy that can run in between the tackles here, potentially give him some depth. It's probably going to be C.J. Verdell or Devontae Price, and you have to think Devontae Price has more upside about it. Uh, Listen, I take my W's and I take my L's. I was very high on C.J. Verdell last year. He ends up coming back to college, and it just did not work out for him. Ronnie Rivers goes to the Cardinals. Ronnie Rivers is undersized, but he's an explosive back. He's been a CFF staple for a long time now. I think he could be used creatively in this Cliff Kingsbury offense. I really dig this fit. Hey, Andrew Parchman goes to the Panthers. All right, that's another big body deep threat. It's clear that they're kind of building out this type, right, with these UDFAs with Terrace Marshall last year. And he's probably going to start off as a practice squad guy, but I like Andrew Parchman a good bit. Master Teague goes to the Bears. It's a good fit for his skill set, but uh, Master Teague was my pre draft 35 in the rookie guide. He was the last running back to get a profile. I'm not getting too excited about him landing in the Bears. The Cowboys snag a trio of UDFAs, all who I think could be fantasy relevant at some point in time. Start with Ty Freifogel, boundary wide receiver, a good contested catch guy. If you go back to the 2020 season where Indiana kind of had that Cinderella run, Ty Freifogel was a big part of that and his playmaking ability. Ja'Cory Roberson from Wake Forest, another boundary guy. I see these guys as really similar skill sets. One probably makes the roster. One probably hangs around the practice squad. I really like Peyton Hendershot. I think he's a really solid two-way tight end, and I bet on him making the roster. Tyler Goodson goes to the Packers. I know a lot of folks are excited about Tyler Goodson. He's a bursty running back with some pass catching ability, but it's a competitive depth chart. I think he's got the best shot of landing on the practice squad. Lucas Kroll goes to the Saints. I like Lucas Kroll, tight end out of Pitt. He was a CFF sleeper for me each and every week last year. Uh, He's one of those guys that just was always producing. He was a good red zone target. We know the Saints want to add to their tight end room, and I think it's a sneaky good way of doing it. Eagles added two more noteworthy UDFAs. They added Brown's EJ Perry at quarterback. Uh, in addition to Carson Strong. Perry was considered by a few people I trust as as a draftable quarterback. Now, personally, I will admit I didn't get my eyes on any Brown tape, but he will be competing with Strong to make that roster. And Britton Covey out of Utah, he's a very versatile wide receiver. He's kind of been a little bit of a CFF uh, staple the last couple years, a little bit of a college football legend in some ways. I think he can absolutely make the team a special teams guy. Now, the 49ers added Jordan Mason because, of course, they did. Jordan Mason is a power back out of Georgia 
attack. Now, I don't really think there's any fantasy impact here, but I did want to talk about it because I think it's fun that Jordan Mason lands in this crowded San Francisco running back room after he played at, uh, at Georgia Tech. Uh, in in the Paul Johnson's triple option offense, right? So it's almost as close as the NFL could get to that. Slade Bolden to the to the Ravens possession wideout flashes flashes of significance at Alabama's passing attack. Despite not prioritizing the pass, the Ravens have made a point to get more young, talented wide receivers in here. Raheem Blackshear goes to the Bills, another guy who has been around college football forever. I think it's a fine addition depth piece. Wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the practice squad. Max Borgie. Speaking of Devi Fallers, Max Borgie to the Colts. Once thought of as a top Devi prospect, I now think Borgie has an interesting fit here with the Colts. I think he could fill that Naheem Hines type role if Hines goes down. So I think Borgie can hang around the practice squad, and I think he offers a different style than what I talked about with Verdell and Price, right? So I'd expect either Price or Verdell to make the practice squad, and I would also expect Borgie to make it. Dustin Crum goes to the Chiefs. Watch out, Pat Mahomes. Step aside, because Dustin Crum is an incredibly fun dual-threat quarterback. He has been lighting it up for Maction the last five years. I think he could be good on the practice squad. Jerry and Ely to the Chiefs. I like Ely a lot. Despite his size, I thought he was draftable. He's a good pass catching back. He's very quick. He's got good vision. And you know what? Maybe it's take lock, but I could absolutely see him having fantasy relevancy over the next few years few more here, folks. We got Chase Garber to the Raiders, quarterback. You know, I think he's a stylistic fit for Las Vegas. I think he can manage the offense with a solid arm. I think he's a pretty much a lock for their practice squad. Two more guys that, uh, that need to be mentioned here. Justin Ross to the Chiefs. We had to wait a few days for this one. Now, I wasn't shocked when Ross went undrafted, but I was surprised when he wasn't signed quicker, regardless of the injuries. Put that aside. Because he's an undrafted free agent, so throw that out. He's very talented. He is a great wideout. He can earn a starting role in an NFL offense. And if he earns that starting role in the Chiefs offense, well, that is absolutely the offense to do it in. And one more guy, I have to finish it strong. Sincere McCormick is heading to Seahawks minicamp. And I love it, man. I remember Sincere McCormick as being this bright spot at the beginning of a rough 2020 college football season. COVID had just rampaged, just ravaged the schedule. And it, it left UTSA on live TV for like four weeks in a row. And Sincere McCormick was putting up like 300 yards a game. He's fast. He's fun. He's productive. I'm going to be rooting for him. And quite frankly, I'm going to be rooting for all of these rookies. You know, whether they're guys that I faded relative to their cost and their value or guys that I've been hyping up for a long time, I'm so excited that now we have these guys in the NFL. We're going to get to watch them develop. We're going to get to watch them earn their shot. For a lot of these guys, some that we expect and some that we don't, we're going to get to see them ball out early and for a while in their NFL career. And that is pretty fantastic. I'm excited to see that happen. And I'm excited to continue dropping content here. This is not the end of the content this week. We're going to talk about the biggest risers on the rookie big board, the biggest fallers on the rookie big board. We might even look ahead to the 2023 season or, and then start looking at what the 2023 rookie big board could look like. 
Lots more coming your way. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a review, by the way. This would be a great time to leave a review as we're going on day like eight in a row of dropping content. This would be a fantastic time to just scroll down a little bit, hit that five-star review. And if you are not already, I can't stress it enough, you have to get in on the Discord channel. Use the On The Clock channel to talk about your rookie picks. We're in there helping folks out throughout the entire thing, helping folks navigate those rookie draft trades. That alone is worth it, but on top of that, for just three bucks a month, you get access to all of the rankings, personalized insight, all of the good stuff. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.